What a Day is brought to you by Ulta Beauty. This AAPI Heritage Month, Ulta Beauty is celebrating the joy of belonging, belonging to a community composed of intricate connections, belonging to our past and our future, to the heritage and birthright that is beauty. Ulta Beauty shines a light on the AAPI community, passing the mic to brand founders and creators to tell their stories centered on heritage, joy, and beauty. They carry AAPI-owned and founded brands like Live Tinted, Peach and Lily, Glamnetic, Tree Hut, and more. Shop AAPI-owned and founded brands at Ulta Beauty Stores and Ulta.com. It is Tuesday, October 12th. I'm Priyanka Arabindi. And I'm Josie Duffy Rice. And this is What a Day, the podcast that turns you into a blueberry if you listen to it at Timothy Chalamet's Chocolate Factory. Yeah. Okay. So in other chocolate factories, it is the chewing gum that does that. But Chalamet had a different take on that part of the story. It's a new generation, baby. On today's show, Southwest canceled thousands of flights since last weekend. Plus, he's not a bird and he's not a plane, but the Man of Steel is by and he'll come out in an upcoming issue of the comic. But first, we are going to highlight one of Crooked's newest pods and honestly, one of my favorites. It touches on freedom of the press, a married couple used as bargaining chips in an international dispute, and avocados of all things. Yeah, I know that sounds like a Mad Lib, but it is not. Uh, this story starts in 2012 when Iranian-American journalist Jason Rezaian landed a dream job. The Washington Post hired him as its bureau chief in Tehran, the capital of Iran. And for a couple of years, he made his mark by covering stories in ways that highlighted the regular people of the country. But then in July of 2014, he and his wife were accused of being spies and arrested by the Revolutionary Guard. He was held captive for 544 days. 544 days is also the name of the Crooked podcast. He now hosts all about the experience of himself and his wife, Yagi. Today, he's here with me now, Jason Rezaian. Welcome to What A Day. Thanks so much for having me, Priyanka. I really, really appreciate it. I appreciate you being here. So I don't want to spoil too much about the show because I really want people to listen. It is captivating. Um, But the first episode touches on some of the reasons that the Revolutionary Guard thought you were a spy, one of which included avocados, which I was not expecting. I don't think anyone listening to the show would expect. Can you walk us through, you know, some of the reasoning that they thought you were a spy and then, you know, your experience processing that, like how you tried to make sense of it. So when we were first arrested, I thought that this is just a horrible mistake. I was blindfolded, handcuffed, put in a room, sat down and had all of these questions thrown at me. And one of them was about avocados and a failed Kickstarter project that I had uh, posted Uh, four years earlier. And then I realized in the weeks ahead that no, they had hacked into my emails and um, looked for anything that seemed confusing or strange or out of the ordinary and tried to concoct those into charges against me. The avocado project was the first one of many, but you know, these were some of the things that were used against me to justify my arrest and my detention for a year and a half. Yeah. And I really wasn't expecting your captors to be the way that you and your wife, Yegi, were describing them. We have some audio of her from the show so our listeners can hear her say it for herself. Dumb, but also shameless motherfuckers. Like they are willing to play with people's life for what they want. 
Can you tell us a little bit more about the guards and interrogators, the people you were dealing with throughout this process, and then, you know, your interactions or relationships with them? Well, first of all, I, I should apologize. There's a lot of F-bombs in this show. Um, but uh, my captors were, were, as Yegi said, pretty dumb, you know, not the most sophisticated people. And that's a, a scary thought. I mean, they are supposedly the intelligence wing of the Revolutionary Guard Corps. I call them the counterintelligence wing because everything about them was the direct opposite of intelligent. Um, you know, these are guys that have no understanding of how the rest of the world works. They haven't traveled anywhere. They're very indoctrinated in the revolutionary dogma of, uh, of the Islamic Republic. And anything that is deemed to be opposed to the Islamic Republic, potentially dangerous to the Islamic Republic, or things that they just can't understand, because things that they can't understand could potentially be dangerous, right. are seen as threats. You know, they continue their propaganda campaign against me. It's almost six years since I've been released. They made a 30-episode series, supposedly, about me. Wow. I think four to six episodes would be plenty. 30 episodes, I'm, I'm not really sure what they thought that they were doing there, but... That is wild. It is wild, but it's also quite dangerous. I mean, my wife and I still get threats on social media, death threats, because of it. Yeah, so what strikes me, you know, even now having this conversation and listening to your show is how normal you and your wife sound. So during the time that you were held captive, you know, you weren't tortured in the physical way that people might, you know, think of when they think of that. But you kind of realized you were being tortured in other ways. Can you tell us a little bit about your experience and how your life has changed as a result? Yeah. You know, solitary confinement is the epitome of torture. In some ways, it's more effective than physical brutality because your mind is such a powerful tool, but it also can be turned into a weapon uh, used against yourself. I was kept in solitary confinement for seven weeks in a cell that was four feet by eight feet. Lights were turned on all the time. You know, the, the idea is to break you, to disconnect you from reality, to make you malleable, to turn you into a caged animal. And it works along with that. I was deprived sustenance, living on a diet of a few hundred calories every day. I lost a tremendous amount of weight. And so when I came out of that and when I was released after a year and a half, there's a lot of psychological scars. Uh, but there were certain things that I did during my imprisonment that I think buffered me against some of that. One was I, I found things to try and laugh about. I also found ways to walk in my confinement and just being able to keep your body in motion kind of tricks your mind into thinking that you're not confined. So those were a couple of things that I did that, that helped me out. But as time went on after my release, I realized that there were going to be things that, um, that stuck with me, things that uh, may never go away. So, you know, while I, I'm able to laugh at the experience, it's not a joke. Yeah, completely. It it really was a testament I, to you and and where you are now, and also just who you are. That you can listen to your show and and feel like engaged, and it's not as like dark. It, there are funny yeah. moments in it. I was just just really impressed by that. Thank you. Um, I'm wondering how you felt, you know, while 
you were in prison about, you know, the likelihood of ever leaving because, you know, you are confined and in some cases in solitary confinement. Like, did you realize that people still knew you were alive and were trying to get you out of there? Did you think that, you know, like, I'm not actually sure if anybody knows? It went in waves, you know, pretty quickly within a few days. My captors were telling me, well, you know, our domestic media has reported that you and your wife died in a car accident. Nobody's coming to get you. As time went on and I started to cultivate relationships with the prison guards, I started to hear bits and pieces of things that were being said about me publicly. I started to get more and more of an understanding that there were efforts to get me out. My concern then became, am I going to spend many years here? It was less, am I going to die in here? And more, am I going to get old in here? And um, I, I tell people that I feel like I spent the perfect amount of time in prison, you know, long enough that, you know, it left an imprint that's never going to go away, short enough that the anger and resentment that was developing, I've been able to confront that and move forward. Well, that's, that's good to hear. I'm wondering how it's been for you and your wife now, kind of through this experience of doing your show and writing your book. I don't know if you're reliving the experience per se, but just recounting it so often. How has that been for you? In the beginning, it was really hard because I didn't have the narrative in my mind the way that I wanted to tell it. And now it might sound crazy to say, but it feels more like a story that I have to tell than an open wound that needs to heal. I hope that in telling this story, especially in this format, we have the opportunity to affect the ways that people think about hostages, about Iran, about press freedom, about love, about family, about you know the, the American citizen's relationship with their government. So many different things that I think we can you know, learn from the story that we have to tell here. You know, now I want to ask you about all of those things that you talked about and how, you know, your opinion has changed or solidified or whatnot, but I am going to leave something for the listeners of your show. Jason Rezaian, thank you so much for being here today and for sharing your story. It was a real pleasure, Priyanka. Thank you so much. While there's much more to this story, you can hear all the rest by listening to 544 Days, hosted by Jason Rezaian. The entire series is out now for free, and it's exclusively on Spotify. That's the latest for now. We'll be back after some ads. What a day is brought to you by Books. This Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. She absolutely deserves the best. And that's why you should send her farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. And with 20% off, you can send some to mom, your wife, your auntie, even your granny, okay? Anyone who deserves flowers in your life Mm -hmm. doesn't have to be holiday specific. You get flowers, you're getting flowers, (laughs) everyone's getting flowers. (laughs) Go to books.com and use promo code WAD for 25% off. That is B-O-U-Q-S dot com, promo code WAD, Books promo code WAD. What a Day is brought to you by Fast Growing Trees. Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers. 
They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Plus, fast-growing trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. We love fast-growing trees here. I keep telling you that the many plants that I've gotten from these folks are yet hanging on. Um, And that's not because I have a green thumb, okay? This spring, Fast Growing Trees, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code WAD at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code WAD at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code WAD. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Therapy is great for, you know, you know that thing that just is like sitting on your shoulder, you can't get over it, and you just sometimes need somebody to talk through it with? Therapy can be helpful for that, you all, okay? You got to get it off your chest, you know? And you can do that with BetterHelp. So visit BetterHelp.com slash WAD today to get 10% off your first month. That's 10% off your first month at BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash WAD. Let's wrap up with some headlines. Headlines. Some promising news in the global fight against COVID-19. Pharmaceutical giant Merck asked the FDA yesterday to grant emergency use authorization of its experimental COVID-19 antiviral treatment. Early trials of the drug Molnupiravir reduced the risk of hospitalization and death by about half among at-risk patients with mild to moderate COVID cases. The FDA has already authorized three other antibody drugs that proved highly effective at reducing COVID-19 deaths. However, they are expensive, hard to produce, and require specialty equipment and health professionals to administer them. Merck's groundbreaking pill could help curb outbreaks in poorer countries with weak healthcare systems. It could also be an alternative for the 60 million eligible Americans still unwilling to get vaccinated. That isn't a horse dewormer, bleach injections, or making your muscles really big so COVID is afraid of you, although I can confirm that that does work. Health experts have compared this pill to Tamiflu, the 20-year-old flu drug that shortens bouts of influenza and blunts the severity of its symptoms, and the company has yet to publicly disclose the side effects, but promising data suggests that the pill is equally effective against coronavirus variants. This is really exciting news, and Josie, you and I were talking, you were, we were talking about how yesterday we canceled Moderna, and and today, you know, we have a new people's pill. Totally. We have moved on. We're just team whatever company is doing like decently that day. So <laughs> our allegiances change day by day. Exactly. We're not loyal to the soil when it comes to our drunk companies, which I think Mm-mm. is exactly how we're supposed to be. <laughs> Precisely. We hope you had a better start to your week than passengers on Southwest Airlines. The Dallas-based airline canceled more than 1,800 flights over the weekend and suspended hundreds more yesterday. 
As of Monday afternoon, 10% of the carrier's day of scheduled flights had been scrapped, according to the online tracker FlightAware. There is a bit of a blame game going on in trying to figure out the root cause of these disruptions. On Sunday, Southwest released a statement blaming traffic control issues and disruptive weather. However, the Federal Aviation Administration attributed the delays to, quote, aircraft and crews being out of place. As for that theory, some have speculated that the cancellations are due to pilots calling in sick in defiance of the company's COVID vaccine mandate. But the pilots union denied organizing any action and instead blamed Southwest poor planning. Yikes, what a nightmare. Our hearts go out to the thousands of passengers who are stranded across the country, quickly becoming Halloween skeletons as they wait on Southwest customer support line. Yeah, that's um, unpleasant. It's very unpleasant. And it feels like everybody's fault. I'm blaming everybody. Everybody. That's my specialty. That's my 2021 motto. It's everybody's fault. (laughs) Netflix's commitment to free expression doesn't extend to three of its employees who were suspended after crashing a virtual meeting of executives to air their concerns about Dave Chappelle's new stand-up special, The Closer. In the special, Chappelle returns to an idea he's been workshopping for years now, namely transphobia. At one point, he voices his support for the trans-exclusionary radical feminist ideology, saying, quote, I'm team turf. I agree. I agree, man. Gender is a fact. It's just such... A unnecessary hill to die on. Why? Why are you saying this? The special has been condemned by advocates from the LGBTQ community, including Tara Field, a trans engineer at Netflix who posted a long Twitter thread about the special this weekend. She connected the ideas promoted in the special to violence against the trans community. Field was one of the people who joined the high-level Netflix meeting, so she's currently suspended. Netflix CEO Ted Sarandos has stood by the company's decision to finance and release the special, saying he doesn't think it crossed crosses the line by intentionally inciting hate or violence, which is below the bare minimum of what anyone's looking for when they watch a, quote, comedy special. Certainly. And I mean, in addition to, you know, this being bad, not particularly interested in watching this, the point that this is a virtual meeting that these people were able to crash means that someone who was invited to the meeting wanted, like, slacked them the link and was like, show up. Right. Nobody just like randomly stumbled upon the executives meeting. The meeting and like like, walked into the room. No, like totally multiple people. We need more answers. Just so you guys know, Priyanka and I are on it. We will let you know (laughs) what has happened with the (laughs) Netflix brouhaha. Wadpod investigates. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not all bad in the world of queer news. Yesterday was National Coming Out Day, and DC Comics marked it by announcing that the new Superman is bisexual and will fall for a male reporter in an upcoming issue of the Superman, Son of Kal-El comic series. This Superman is John Kent, the son of Clark Kent and Lois Lane. As a bi superhero, his powers are flying, heat vision, and having way more potential matches on Hinge. The Superman, son of Kal-El, writer, said that the idea of replacing the original Superman with another, quote, straight white savior felt like a missed opportunity. This new Superman is far from the first queer superhero, and comics haven't shied away from commentary on major social issues in recent years, but experts say that the visibility and archetypal American nature of Superman does make this coming out a big deal. For all the Superman stands, new and old, the newest issue of the series will be released on November 9th. A happy National Coming Out Day to all. I feel like this is so exciting. I mean, I don't know anything about comics. <laughs> Me either. Okay, so we're in good company. But I have, I do know who Superman is. I mean, generally. Yes, that is definitely one of like the biggest, I mean, if right. you and I know who we're talking right. about, definitely a big right. deal. Also, Huge. like cool detail that he's falling for uh, a journalist. Yes. Dreamy, dreamy folks. I, I love it. <laughs> I love it. And those are the headlines. 
One more thing before we go, Love It or Leave It is back with weekly live shows at Cine Lounge Outdoors in Hollywood through November 4th. In this week's live show, Love It is joined on stage by our beloved Akilah Hughes, who we love so much, plus Solomon Giorgio, Brandon Wardell, and Larry Wilmore. Listen and follow wherever you get your podcasts. That is all for today. If you like the show, make sure you subscribe, leave a review, match with Superman on Hinge, and tell your friends to listen. Seriously, why am I married? I should be matching with Superman on Hinge right now. (laughs) And if you are into reading and not just blinking red departure times at airports like me, What a Day is also a nightly newsletter. Check it out and subscribe at cricket.com slash subscribe. I'm Josie Duffy Rice. I'm Priyanka Arabindi. And And make make COVID COVID afraid of you with with vaccination. vaccination. Or your pill, if it gets approved. Otherwise, yeah. don't don't be taking random pills. Yeah, don't take a pill that anybody tells you is the Merck pill because it's not out yet. They're lying to you. At least not like on on our advice. We we've covered our bases here. Yeah, we're not doctors. What a day is a production of Crooked Media. It's recorded and mixed by Bill Lance. Jazzy Marine is our associate producer. Our head writer is John Milstein, and our executive producers are Leo Duran and myself. Our theme music is by Colin Gilliard and Kashaka. As a chef and a restaurant owner, I'm as meticulous about my cookware as I am about my ingredients. That's why I love Made in Cookware. Each pan they make isn't just designed to perform, it's crafted to last. As a mom, I love that I can trust Made in. It's made from the world's finest materials, so I can feel good about what I'm feeding my family. I'm Chef Brooke Williamson, and I use Made in Cookware. Shop Chef Quality Pots and Pans at MadeInCookware.com. Vacations are always good. Sometimes they're even great. And Celebrity Cruises is about to ruin all of that. Because once you explore with us, you'll never want a vacation any other way. And with new Quick Caribbean Escapes, you'll never want a weekend any other way either. Celebrity Cruises. Nothing comes close. Visit Celebrity.com, call 1-800-CELEBRITY, or contact your travel advisor. Ships Registry, Malta and Ecuador.